we got to find out all the things like what feels right to me, what aligns with my integrity. So I think getting conscious of it saved you a few years off that seven to 10 years it takes to find yourself as an artist. Let's shave some time off of that and some wandering and frustration by asking ourselves some questions. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm here with the one and only Wendy Parr. So Wendy is a holistic artist coach. She's been doing this for over 20 years in the entertainment industry, coaching a wildly diverse array of top music artists and actors, including Sarah Bareilles. Regina Spector, penning Grammy-winning compositions, passionately empowering her clients to build a life and career success defined by authentic expression. She's awesome. She has a course called The Par Method that empowers recording artists to be able to develop their authentic voice and be able to more consistently express who they are in a more compelling way throughout their art, brand, and life. And you were talking a little bit backstage and she was describing how like, really, this is about you discovering who you are and sharing your voice and being able to express that. So obviously as a musician and as an artist, this is the core piece of probably why you're making music in the first place. It's super important. Wendy, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Totally. I love talking with you. And Absolutely. I love sharing with your audience and meeting, making meaningful, valuable information to artists, bringing that to mm-hmm. people. 100%. Yeah, what I love about you, Wendy, too, is you, we were just talking about this backstage, too. I like, you know, she's like really leading by example. Like, you just like ooze with style, which is great coming from so many teaches about branding and style. Maybe you could really quickly, for anyone who this might be their first time connecting with you or meeting you, maybe you could share a little bit about yourself and how you got started and, and really became a branding expert. Amazing. Wow. Branding expert. It's a new title. (laughs) So I started working when I was eight as a performer, artist, voiceover. I knew at a very young age that I was a singer. I loved performing. Some for good reason, because I definitely was born with a gift. And some for it made my, it was like the way to entertain my family and maybe stop the fighting and bring positive enforcement to myself. Hey, I got good attention Mm -hmm. here. But I was always like playing every role in whatever movie or book I was reading. I was like, playing all the parts. So I started working when I was eight. I was writing songs from a pretty young age. By 15, I was performing five nights a week around LA at different showcases. I had a jazz trio. Like This was like, hey, I'm moving towards a career. This is what I want to do with my life. I was already working. Like I said, I missed first day of eighth grade. And I remember the principal being, why weren't you here? And I was like, I was working. Like, <laughs> why else? What am I, what school? I mean, I'm working. It's <laughs> funny. But I started teaching at NYU first, just my, I was in the acting program and my friends would start to like ask me, Hey, I've got an audition. Will you help me sing? And Michael Black was doing a comedic thing. And he's, Hey, we want to do this like harmonic thing. Can you teach us some harmonies to do this music? So it's actually already like helping. And I didn't know I was a teacher at all, but it's completely in my archetype. Like it's who I am. If you showed me how, 
anything works. Show me how like a car works. Tomorrow I'll be showing someone else. Like I love to share that information and empower people. My coach invited me to be a teacher and I was like, I don't know how to teach. He said, sure you do. You know how I helped your voice. You can help others. And so I started teaching at 20 years old and discovered really quickly that I loved it. I was putting more energy to coaching others than to putting myself on a tour. I was doing both for a long time and I've never stopped songwriting. I write with other artists. I'm developing an artist right now and getting them in the studio and writing with them. I wrote, I music supervised a film and we wrote 11 original songs for that, which I co-produced. So I'm still an artist. I'm just not the person on stage. I love supporting the person on stage and helping someone through the pitfalls that I experienced. And if I can help them avoid some of them, that's great. I experienced all the things that artists experience. Labels telling me to do music in a different way, be a different person, be more like this person who's already made it. You should go down that. And I think that's oftentimes because they're like, if you do it more like this, we'll know how to market you. So we can like just throw you through our system. But that's not you do you. Let's make like, let's bring out the magic of you. And so I want to help artists do that. For me, the mentorship and coaching that I got really undermined me in many ways. And it took me off course. It put my heart back here and my voice out here where I was singing and getting applause. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. But I was like, I'm not feeling my music. I don't even like the sound of my voice now. And I was so wrapped up in good vocal technique and the right way to sing that I lost my heart and soul connection. It took me a long time to get back to that, which became the philosophy and cornerstone of my teaching. I want to help the artist eliminate perfectionism, let go of all the voices in your head telling you who you should be, and let's help you do you. And that started with, of course, the voice. And it just evolved into everything about the artist. How can I help you express your voice in your persona, on stage, in your, what is your brand? It's you. It's you in all areas. It's you in social media. It's you in your sound. It's you on in your merchandise logo stuff. Like, is that you? You know, I worked with one artist who's really solid artist. Been in the business for a while and he went on, a, he did a tour and I asked him, I was like, what was the thing on stage? There was this design on stage. I was like, what was that? And they were like, I don't know. One of the guys on my team created that. I was like, do you like it? He's no, I think it's really ugly. And he even said, yeah, my mom said that was really ugly. Why, why is that on stage with me? You're a good looking guy. Why is this? And we were both, I was like, you need to love that thing on stage. If that's going on your merch, that's like, like it should be such a representation of you. So let's look at ways to help you discover those things that all, everything you create is, yeah, love it. Love the song. Yep, yeah, I love my merch. Yep, yeah, this is so me. Because what happens for artists over and over again, whether they're indie or sign, is you spend time and money on a project, your music video, a single album artwork, and you say yes, and you move forward, and you move forward, and then at the end, right before release, you're like, I don't really like this video. It's not me. I, we got to scrap it and start again. This happens over and over. So how can we avoid that problem and help the artist know, oh, yeah, that's not me early stages, and have the ability to communicate, it needs to go in this direction. This would make it more me. This is why that's not me. So now everyone can, as I like to describe, get on the dartboard. Like you got to, everyone needs to be aiming for the right dartboard. And then we're going to move into the bullseye more and more and more until we're like in it and go further. But if we don't know how to direct them, they're just going to come up with something cool, mm -hmm. but cool doesn't mean it 
cool for you. Thank you for sharing. That's awesome. And I feel like what everything you just described around self-expression is such a core part of our humanness. It's something that certainly as like artists, like it relates to our art and how we put ourselves out there, but also just in terms of our being here. We're like, what are we here for to express ourselves? And so it's just so important, the kind of work that, that you're doing. <clears throat> At the same time, you know, one of the questions that I'd love to to hear your perspective on is around you know, like the age old advice, like, you know, just be yourself. You know, like sometimes when people like say, be yourself, you're like, well, like, what does that mean? Or who am I? Or they try to like, they're trying to be something, but they don't really know, you know what it is. So I'm curious to, to hear for someone who's here right now, who's yes, like, this is why I'm like, why I want to make music. I want to express myself when I do this, but maybe is wondering like, how do I get started defining this abstract thing? And, and maybe they're like, I don't want to put myself in a box. Like I want to be whatever, like, where do they kind of get started with uh, clarifying that identity? That's so common, especially with the music when people are like, I like so many things and true me too. But your music, you have to be able to describe it. Like you have to be able to say it's this and this. And I go, oh, wow, I'm, that's, I want to hear that. As opposed to it's, I love that and I love that and I love that. And sometimes it's, I don't know how to put it all together. Or it's like that feeling of, I don't want to be boxed in, so I'm going to be all over the place. Mm. And that won't do. That's too much for us to digest as a fan, as an audience member. We think about like flavors. You Think of any artist you love. You can describe them in three words. And people around you would probably be able to guess that artist. Mm. Like badass, feminine, athletic, powerhouse, pink, warrior. And you might think of a few people because, you know, there's some similarities. But there's going to be like if I throw warrior in there, warrior, feminist, athletic, we're going to go pink. You might think, oh, Lady Gaga. I'm like, mm, I don't think she's a warrior. She's mm. She talks more survivor. She taught, there's some differences. Even Kelly Clarkson and Pink were super similar. They actually could sing probably 95% of the same songs. But Pink is more, I'm a badass and I'll fight through everything. And Kelly Clarkson is, I'm a survivor and a victim. I have to, I'll overcome it. I'll overcome it. Mm -hmm. There's a difference in, in who they are. And obviously you can see it in their attire. You can see it in the way they perform. You can see it in the way they carry themselves. So we need to have those three adjectives for you. And you need to put those forward for us so that we can like start to just now part of it is just you doing you people are going to start to give you those adjectives. So sometimes it can be really valuable. Ask three to five of your closest people who know you so well and uh, not together, ask them separately. How would you describe me if you were putting me on a dating app or if you were going to introduce me to a record label executive or a manager, what would, how would you describe me? And look at, start looking at those lists, see what comes up. That's common. See, mm. oh, what is what here that is that rings true? Also, what do you resist? Because the thing you resist is probably really true. <laughs> and utilize those things. If someone, if you keep saying, oh my gosh, you're so kind, you're so kind, then that's part, that's a big part of who you are. How do I express my kindness in my lyric or in my video concept? Where can, where's the kindness in it? Where's the, how do, can I embody these adjectives more? Mm. And another thing you can look at is, Let's look at your childhood heroes. Go think about your childhood heroes. Like right now, as you're hearing this, like some something's going to pop in your head. I'm like, Peter Pan for me, the fawn, Superman, anyone who flew. Like I was really into anyone who flew. Fly free, freedom. But if you think of your childhood heroes and you do the same thing, make a list of all the reasons you loved them when you were a little kid. 
what do I love about this character? What do I love? And it could be a movie, TV, a book. For me, I loved Encyclopedia Brown. I still love solving the crime stuff, right? Mm -hmm. For me, it's about the justice. For me, it's about, it's really about justice. It's about seeing justice prevail. And, and as a kid, I like, I love the mystery too. Oh, let's solve, like we're, oh, how can we see what's going on and solve this? Mm. And I think I still have that as a, as an adult. What am I doing right now? Building my, my company, five softwares I have to learn, right? And not just the software, but what do I need to solve the problem? And how do I solve? Like, it's still that, ooh, investigation of solving the problem and bringing what people need to them, right? Bringing the solution. So here I can see that through line of five, seven, 10 year old me to now, right? It's in my character. So if you look at your childhood heroes and you make a list of all the things you love about them, and then you see that list of adjectives that other people describe you, where's the match? Those are some core things, right? Core qualities, characteristics. And then also look at the heroes and say, what parts of them am I not embodying? My, I admire this rawness, this, where, what words are coming up again and again? You go, that's the part of me I need to step into. That's the part of me that I want to bring out more because what we admire is what we want to be. It's who we are. You just want to bring it out. Let your heroes show you what you want to bring out. Mm. And then again, how can I bring that out everywhere? How do I bring it out in my style? How do I bring it out in my lyric and my messages? How do I bring it out in my stage performance? And that, you could be an absolute introvert. You're like all my heroes are like little, are quiet, doing what they do anonymously. Okay. How do I bring my introverted self into the storyline, into my social media content? I had an artist who's very introverted, and I was like, okay, show yourself reading. Like, literally, show yourself reading your favorite book, and the voiceover or the text could be something from the book, like either a quote or what you love about this book or what you love about reading. Like, you literally can share yourself in, the, in this quiet way without being like, let me talk to my audience. You don't even have to talk to them. They said, oh, I take a walk every morning on the beach. And I was like, great. Just take a moment to film some that sometimes and share like why you're doing it or what you love about it or film, film the water and how calm that is and then throw your song on it. Like everyone's not an extrovert and you don't have to be. It's like, but how do I share who I am to make the impact I want on people to bring something to them in a way that's true to me? Mm. That, that's comfortable for me. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, I do that. I do that walk on the beach every morning. I can just film it sometimes. Definitely not every day. You don't want your whole walk intruded upon. I'll, <laughs> I'll take one walk and film 10 videos. And now I have 10 pieces of content from that one walk and my other walks are for me. So if that self-examining and reflecting, of, let me go back and find out what really matters to me because we're always pushed away from ourselves, consciously or not, purposefully or not. The world is like, has been telling us and in different cultures, you should be more like this, be less like that, sit still, be quiet in school, be like this, whatever it is. You've got a bunch of ideas about who you are that aren't you. They're not coming from you. They've come from so many outside voices, you know, and I think social media makes it much worse. There's so much noise and you see someone succeed and you think, oh, how do I do that? Don't do that learn from the algorithm, learn what works on a platform, but how do I do me in this platform? How, how do I strike a chord with people that's true to me? Because you're going to have to keep striking that chord. So these inner things, like what I did for myself, what I did for myself, I realized like I was a better friend to other people than myself. I know what you need. Like I'll be there for you. And I was like, how can I do that for me? 
So I literally just started asking myself like, Wendy, what do you want to do today? Or what do you need? Or what do you want for dinner? And if it was like, I'm not sure. Okay, Wendy, that's what we'll get. Low stakes, right? If I, <laughs> but if I start taking, like feeding myself the food I want for dinner, I'll start giving myself bigger and bigger things that align, right? <laughs> but asking myself just those simple questions, I discovered, I drink tea all day, I feel better. I'm like, oh yeah, if I drink tea all day, I'm just a happier person. So I'm now a tea, well, it's actually herbs. I have an herb cabinet and I make my own brews and like my life is better because I know myself a little more. I prefer mm. baths. Baths are for me. Showers are like quick, get cleaned up for the day. But a bath is, that's a relaxing situation for me. So I have to live in a house with a bath and make sure I take them once in a while so that I, that's for me. But you have to discover, oh, what are the things that help me like just feel better in the world? And as we start to do those things, we curate a life that feels good. And what, how do I do this in my art? Just like you're making music. Like when you're writing a song, you go, every time I get to this point, I'm like bored or just, just doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right is directing you to a new melody or a new rhythm or a different lyric. So we got to find out all the things like what feels right to me, what aligns with my integrity, who am I? So that everything I'm doing is, yeah, love this. Yeah, we're not going to hit the mark every time. Like we're human. Like you're going to take ages 30 to 60 to discover this stuff. <laughs> and, but it's as an artist, we're in that already. We're in that discovery process. So I think getting conscious of it saved you a few years off that seven to 10 years it takes to find yourself as an artist. That's the average seven to 10 years. Let's shave some time off of that and some wandering and frustration by asking ourselves some questions. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast, or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're gonna get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight Series. And that's where we're gonna bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now and one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're gonna have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you wanna take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast, supporting the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. So good. Yes. Yeah, so, so it sounds like what you're saying is that 
really a lot of this process is about shining a light on who you already are and bringing awareness to that. And one of the exercises that you recommended was by thinking about what do you admire in other people and your role models and the people that you look up to and thinking about that and seeing it as a part of your own lens of this actually says something about me and what I value and who I want to be. And, and just like you're bringing awareness back to the things that light you up, that make you feel alive and then putting those into your artwork. Awesome. You mentioned that a big part of this process is starting with asking the right questions, like asking the right questions to yourself. There's something magical about questions, right? Just like asking questions, like it creates a vacuum or it creates a space to like that pulls something into it. So I would love to hear from your experience, what are some of the most important questions someone that can ask themselves as they're starting to try to bring awareness to their brand or their identity and figure out what the what their purpose of their message is all about? Sure. So I think looking at our heroes is really important. When we talk, we were talking about the sound, especially. I think artists often have a broad sense of their sound and it takes time. It takes a lot of time in the studio and a lot of songwriting to like hone in on your sound. And again, if we wanted to write a song for Lizzo, we'd all be like, oh, well, I know what to write because we know her sound. But mm. how do you discover your sound? And then how do you go from record three to four and do something fresh and new, not just mm. what I did before? So I have a process for that, but a really great, it's called sound chart, really helps you, that process helps you distill your sound into a recipe, right? Like mm. on paper, these are all the ingredients of my sound. Now let me take that in the studio and start to explore which ingredient is the olive oil that goes everywhere, which ingredient is the cinnamon that is lightly sprinkled, and how does this ingredient, like, oh, there's it's dark. I'm dark and edgy. Oh, okay. Is that, in this song, is that the vocal or is that the synth pad? Is that the lyrical content or is that, because it's not going to be the same everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're like, I write dark lyrics, but the music is where the lightness is. Maybe that becomes your formula. But that all gets discovered, right? You got to take the paper and bring it to life. A great starting question, again, if we look back at influences, go, okay, who are your top five musical influences? And go back to, again, your youth. Like someone right now, okay, but go back to what were like the first five artists you love? And maybe there's someone that's more present in the present day for you that like, I'm going to put that in the mix. But back before you understood music or analyzed music or you just knew what you loved and reacted to. So now as an adult or as a, with consciousness and some musical understanding, you can actually look at why do I like these artists and what qualities do I want to bring into my work? So if you look at your five artists, again, you could look at what do I like about their persona, their stage performance? What do I love about their outfits? Look at all the elements. What do I love? Read their interviews. What do I love about what they're saying in the world? Because Again, you're going to find out what did I love about them as a kid? And then what do I love musically? You know, I had one artist that I worked with from Japan, very influenced by culture, was super into R&B. A lot of Japanese artists are like, it's a strong R&B influence. But when he looked at the music that he really loved, there was blues and rock and roll. He he was like, I totally forgot how much I love rock and roll. He's like, oh, that's going to change your music now. That bringing that influence in. If you look at those artists, like listening to their music and again, throw some adjectives there. Look at the instrumentation. Are they all piano artists, driven artists? Are they guitar driven artists? Like you're going to start finding things that are unique about some of them and then are common about some of them. 
be like, oh, this is what I loved about this artist. Okay, am I doing this in my music? How can I do more of it? How can I bring this quality into what I'm doing, whether it's the message or the instrumentation, so we can get really clear. That's a great starting point. The sound chart goes really deep into details in a three-step process. But like, I know right now people's like brains are firing off. <laughs> oh, and if I look at my first five influences, I can see it in the music I write today. And between the time I lo loved them as a really young kid till now, I can see where I tried different things, right? Like in my 20s, I was an R&B artist. I'm not an R&B singer. I'm soulful. But, and I have gospel influence in everything I write and, or arrange. But, and that was like, it was not off track. Nothing's off track. It was just an exploration. But if I made an R&B record, it wouldn't be true to me. Yeah. Are there some runs? Sure. Are there, is, again, is there a gospel aspect? Yeah. But my first five influence, I would say Aretha Franklin, John Denver, Barbara Streisand, Stevie Wonder. Who would be my fifth? I have to think of for a second. I'd say probably like the, the Bee Gees. Hmm. Now, my brothers in the other room were playing ACDC and the Beatles, ELO. Like I was hearing like rock and other stuff over here. So I was influenced by it. And my, my neighbor who we carpooled with played Brick in the Wall, but the wall played that album every day for an entire <laughs> year. So I was definitely influenced by it. And thank you for that. I would not have been listening to that otherwise. And again, as an adult, I worked with, oh gosh, as soon as I want to name John, the guitarist from Pink Floyd. And we wrote a couple songs together and I went to see the wall before they went on tour. So what a full circle. I was a young kid. I was hearing this from my more mature neighbor. And now here I am seeing it live. It's really cool. But if I look at the music I write, John Denver, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, I can see those influences in what I write. I love polyrhythms. I gospel, upbeat, soul, truth telling. But also there's a, I can write in the Americana kind of realm. But Patty Griffin, who's a favorite as an adult, Patty Griffin's one of my favorite songwriters. So I'm like, yeah, my music has R&B, gospel, soul, and this folk uh, quality. I grew up doing musical theater, taught me to write a good bridge. My music is not musical theater at all. And at one point I did, I stopped liking it, but musical theater back then was like pop. Barbara Streisand was doing Burt Baccarat. I used to sing jazz standards. So jazz, Stevie Wonder, jazz influence. I'm like, oh, I can see how these influencers play out in my contemporary pop R&B music. And that's, those are my wheelhouses. I've, I've been told I write beautiful heartache. That's mm. very much in my storytelling, like beautiful heartache and then like funky, naughty, sexy stuff. It's a nice Aretha, mixture. <laughs> yeah, but Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, like that beautiful heartache telling, that truth telling of that mm. inner world stuff. So the, yeah, so that's the question. Go play with the, there's so much to that. Like, I know that like people are right now, like having artist ideas coming down, write them down. But now you got to go spend time to dive inside of that. What did I really love about them? Let me go watch some live shows that I would have seen back then. Because you're going to pick up on things now that are like, I love the way, oh, Prince was my first concert. as a very young child. <laughs> and then I saw him again in my, when I was a teenager. And I remember two things, one about, one about the first concert, one about the second. First concert, oh, the Purple Rain, Ooze, 
the audience sang it for 10 minutes before he even walked on stage. Wow. Yeah. And hmm. and now I might be wrong about the 10 minutes, but it was a long time. And I was like, wow, the fact that everyone wants to sing this. He's not even on stage and everyone wants to sing this. The fact that it was like, like it was just an ooh, but it had so me- so much meaning to it. I was like, wow, that's a part. Like just like to have a part in a song and have a song be so meaningful that the audience is singing it and it, mm-hmm. singing it without the art- artist even on stage. Amazing. Hmm. Second concert was the Love Sexy Tour. And it, that concert was wild. There was a four poster bed on stage and I think there was a car on stage and it was like sexy and wild and naughty and rah, right? And again, there are my three words that I would say, yes, I put that in some of my music. But what happened at one point was through the magic of stage design and production, all of a sudden, all the wildness was gone. A white piano was on stage and he was magically in white. Like, I don't, of course, you don't remember. How did this happen so fast? And he sits at a piano and he sang eight songs, just him on the piano, spotlighted. And when that was over, piano disappeared, four poster bed came up and the wildness returned. And I was just, again, this is how many years later? I'm like, that was such an incredible moment. And I remember thinking at that time, I want to do that when I perform. Like, I want to do that, just that quiet moment on the stage. And then what a dramatic thing. So if I were performing, I'd be like, I want to do something like this. How do we create this drama and the quietness and just the silhouette and just solo, right? Mm -hmm. So... Go back and watch footage of artists you love. Go back and listen to those singles that you love and figure out like what are the specifics that like really move me about this. And Mm. now how do I bring that into my performance or my recording? Awesome. Yeah, that's so good. And it's such a great place to start too, because I'm assuming that everyone who's here right now, everyone that wants to be a musician, like in large part, the reason that you want to be a musician is because of the impact that your favorite artists have made on you and be able to look at that and see how, what's in my DNA that came from that. It seems like a great place to start. As you were describing that, it also gave me a great idea in terms of like a way to tie in artist AI and this tool mm. in regards to that specific exercise, which I think could be really helpful. So maybe we can do a little bit of like an interactive demo here with the tool combined cool. with the, the references. So I was writing down a little bit of what you mentioned as your references here. And I thought maybe for anyone who's here right now, who's who, like you were just talking about, like their minds go and they're like, oh yeah, like I, this is what I love about all my favorite. Here's all my references. What if we said something to the degree of, I'm, I want to brainstorm my unique characteristics for my music career. Here's a list of some of my favorite artists slash influences. Could you write down a list of 20 words that best, or let's actually, let's do five for each artist, five words that best describe. I'm about to have my mind blown. I know I'm going to freak out in a second. Then we might have to refresh the page here. So let's give this a shot. Oh my God. Ooh, wow. Oh my God. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. (laughs) I I would definitely want the artist to do this for themselves before they get the input from someone else, because we would all describe John Denver in a different way. We'll probably Mm -hmm. land on some common ground and some common adjectives, but there Mm -hmm. might be a specific thing that 
like maybe I say wholesome and someone else says folksy or whatever. And that mm-hmm. one word could be the thing that takes them in the direction they want to go. But I think as I, cause I'm like Google stuff, like, cause that's, that is where you get language you wouldn't have thought of. Right. Yeah. So like, I, I wouldn't have thought of wholesome actually. And I love that. Oh, wholesome. I love that. What and I love about whole... this is like, thinking about this in context of you, Wendy, and I'm just wow. Like I, a lot of these, they resonate or they ring true. And I think about Wendy. Um, I'm sure cool. picture of this. I don't disagree. Wholesome, poetic, optimistic, 100%. Compassionate, powerful, soulful, emotive, iconic, not for me to say, but pretty amazing. Resilient. I would say so. Resilient, so true. Like, I want to get rid of being resilient. Like, I don't, there's like a lot, like, I don't want to be resilient anymore. <laughs> Have grit, but like resilient. Okay. Innovative, groovy, bold. Oh, that's crazy. And thank you. I'm like quite moved that you feel that these, match me i agree with them <laughs> absolutely no raw, they absolutely do i've always had raw as a descriptor like from one of the first times i ever examined myself raw was in there in fact i think mm. at the time i was eating raw food only that's how far i went with that one storytelling theatrical like i am as a person i've been told that i'm dramatic hilarious yeah eccentric yes I wonder, so the, the right. understanding that these are like our characteristics based on those characteristics. This is mind blowing. Can you create a. I'm wondering how does, the, like, I'm going, how does AI work that they came up with this? Are they just grabbing everything in the universe information and distilling? Like, how is this happening? It's basically trained on the world's music data. So there's a big conversation discussion happening on like AI in general and just like also royalties and like copyrights. There's a, big, a lot of stuff to. I'm aware. To, I don't want to see AI writing songs. Like I actually, this is an incredible tool. And just like everything, everything, every tool can be used in amazing ways and in ways that probably are going to be harmful, just like our phone and scrolling. And But I don't want to live in a virtual world. My desire is to move us deeper and deeper into humanity and humans having more humanity for each other. So, mm. but I can see this tool is amazing. It's, you bring up a, a super important point, which is what this conference is all about, right? Like where does humanity meet technology in a way right. that technology doesn't destroy our humanity, which in some cases, like there have been certain things where, you know, if we're not careful, then it can intrude on our humanness. We've um, seen the movies. So- So this is interesting. And I 100% agree with you too. I think that, I think this is an amazing tool and you can use it the same way you would use any tool. Like I can amplify, as long as it's amplifying your voice and your creativity and it's not replacing the thing that makes you, then it could be a really powerful way to get rid of the blank page syndrome maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And Um, then point you in a direction and show you something you wouldn't have thought of, which is really valuable. I, whenever I do anything, any workshop, any, it's very interactive because I know that I'm not the only one who has information. Everyone in the space like can be a think tank for each other. So if mm. AI becomes like a think tank for you, it's helpful. So you're not just bouncing ideas around in your own head, but, oh, I just got an insight that I wouldn't have thought of. That's fantastic. hundred percent. So this is interesting. So I asked it to write 10 potential song ideas for you as an artist based on all of your influences. I don't know yeah. if any of these, they're like, oh yeah, I really like this idea, this one. Queen of, soul. Cool. Ooh, queen of soul. Ooh, yeah. queen of soul. I feel like you yeah. could be a queen of soul. <laughs> Purple rain. That's hilarious. Right? Okay. That's a little bit on the nose, right? Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> Love in full effect. That, that sounds like a cool mm. title. 
Mm. Love in full effect. Full mm. effect. That is cool. Neat. Found in the music of Steve, inspired by the idea. Wow. This is an incredible tool. Maybe it might be interesting to demo something based on having these like characteristics. Maybe something like regarding a social media strategy or content calendar. Mm -hmm. I wonder how it would do with if you were sitting down with someone and they had presented you with, here's some of these characteristics that I feel like really embody who I am. And now you're wanting to generate maybe a list of social media, like you described it earlier as how can we make social media not feel like a chore or like something that you don't yeah. like or to hate, but it's actually just, it's fun. So it's for uh, me, expression. For me, social media is just another way to share your message with people, right? So how do I share my message in this platform using this tool that I have? Mm -hmm. And I think there's, hey, I don't have a million followers, so I'm like, I'm not the specialist on this, but, and there are ways to use the algorithm or use trends to help boost you. Like people who are doing it know that works, right? Oh, this will get me more likes, that type of thing. And I think that incorporating that is is valuable. But if you're only making content to do that, you're not, you might not like the content you're making, right? Like those videos of people going, hey, blah, blah, and they're playing two different people. I'm like, <laughs> that's not for everybody, right? Are you an actor? Right. Is it your thing to play characters? Then go for it because it's going to be mm. so good for you. But for someone else, they're like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this thing? So for me, social media is, first of all, I would think about what are things that you do on the regular, like on a daily or weekly basis that that you can just share with your audience to take them on the journey with you. If you're in your studio on a regular basis and like some days you're making beats and some days you're writing songs, share the process. Don't interrupt your process for us, right? You don't want this to become a social media shoot every time. But can you share different parts of that process? Because, hey, I'm doing this anyway. Why not let people into my process? And that can include bloopers and that can include whatever. Oh, this is my frustration I ran into today. My thing crashed and oh my gosh, we all know what it's like to have a computer crash. I empathize with you now. I feel bonded with you. Everything doesn't run perfect in your rock and roll life. So I think that can be one thing. And another thing can be, again, just going back to your messages. If you look at your, at those adjectives, okay, I'm raw and I'm soulful and I'm this. What does that inspire for my, I think of, you want to find five pillars, right? What are the five categories that I share about? For me, mm -hmm. I share about information. So I'm giving tips. That's one of my categories, tips, creative tips, holistic. If that's how to take care of yourself on tour or how to like tea stuff, just anything that's very holistic meditation. That's a category for me. Championing other artists. Like this could be testimonials. My artists have said about me, or this is me sharing the artists I work with and what they're doing. So I have these categories. And once I have my categories, the idea is just come in with what else could go in that category? What else? Oh, I want to share inspirational books for people. So let me share books. And then I look at what people respond to. And so I pump up those more. People love my creative tips. I do those a lot more than some of the others, but it's those categories. Like my idea is just what else fits in that? Oh, this could be a cool thing to do. What else fits in that? This could be a cool thing to do. So I think coming up with those pillars of I'm raw. Okay. What are all the ways I can show how raw I am? Or what is the message I want to impart in people? Some, mm -hmm. one of my clients by taking my compass course discovered he really wanted to be, start sharing and being open about his struggles with mental health. He started mm -hmm. sharing on social media about his stutter. He's never talked about that before. He got involved with a, like a charity that helps others. So he got involved with that, like a bigger part of his life came with, I want to share this with people. I want other people to know that I experienced this. I want them to know that I struggle with it. He started struggle, talking about his mental health. 
So he became clear about, this is a part of me I want to share with people now. So that mm. changed his social media content. That changed mm. his activities in his daily life. So becoming clear about, these are the things I want to share. And then just like your music, you get the feedback loop of, oh, people really respond to these. They love this content. I'll do more of that because I'm sharing it and they're responding. And the, this one's not really working. Let me, is there another way I can share this content? Is there a different way to get that one across? Super so again, smart. You're generating content that feels good for you. Yeah. Awesome. So it sounds like after doing the soul searching and looking at your references, you want to come up with a list of characteristics or pillars or traits that embody who you are. And then for each of those, you can brainstorm ideas and things that are all around it. As you were sharing that, I was AIing away. I wanted to see if it could take all these characteristics and boil them down into five that describe you. And it started out and it said these five, which is like pretty good, but maybe a little bit generic on some of them. So I asked it, can you make sure they have as much iconic slash contrast as possible while remaining true to myself? And then it popped out this and as it relates to, again, I'm thinking about Wendy Parr. I'm like, oh, this is... Can you send me that? That was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to incorporate this. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is all being recorded anyways, but you Groovy definitely... Groovy visionary. It's, I'm like, yes, this is, this has, we were talking again, like we were talking before, I was like, Windy Parr like oozes with style. And like some of these are ones I'm starting to see kind of like ooze a bit with style. And I can see Windy Parr in here. So Eccentric, it's, it's masterful. That rings true to me. I like how it described too, like it took like differences and then it, it described them. One thing that might be interesting here is saying, could you use these five pillars to brainstorm social media content? for each pillar it's so cool ah, so great yeah anyways i it's it's really cool yeah it's cool like trying to find where humanity meets technology but like you described it, it seems like the most important thing right now especially is bringing that humanity bringing you know who you are to that which is why i so appreciate you and everything that you teach and you help people thank with you. wendy thank you i heard some labels and marketing people talking about their process and they're like, what's trial and error? We try things with artists, see what works, come back. Try. Like, again, they're looking at numbers, they're looking at stats, they're looking at data, but literally it's trial and error, and which is no different than what you and I or any of these artists are going to do. You're going to try stuff out. The question mm -hmm. is, what are you trying? What are you putting out there to begin with that isn't based on, oh, I've seen this succeed out there mm -hmm. as opposed to oh, this is what I actually want to say. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. Time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.